Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Here I am, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday. Thank God it's Friday and the Memorial Day weekend, I might add, which is pretty sweet. And it looks like beaches are going to be crowded for the first time in more than a year, which will be kind of nice, depending on where you are. I used to live in uh, Washington, D.C. area, so we go to Ocean City or Rehoboth, uh, Delaware, and uh, had some of the best memories of my life there. And uh, they are open. The governor of Maryland and the mayor of, uh, of uh, Ocean City are going to be planning the first umbrella today. I just heard about that this morning, and uh, somebody's going to be enjoying some grotto pizza, and I'm not, unfortunately. So anyway, welcome to the show. We've got uh, much to get to today. A lot of really, really great newsmakers and content on Newsmax television. I will share that with you very shortly. We've got uh, Charlie Kirk. You've got Steve Forbes as a guest with Rob Schmidt. Uh, just a bunch of stuff. And uh, Stagefield has some great stuff as well. So I'm going to share that as the, uh, as the show progresses. There's much to get to, though. With regard to uh, the news of the day, <clears throat> Dad will be there, but keep that between us now. Emails between VB Joe Biden and his... Uh, <laughs> His son detailed that he did meet with Hunter Biden's partners for dinner to introduce potential clients to his powerful father. It happened, guys. The U.S. Treasury flagged in suspicious activity reports 3.5 million in wires sent by Baterina. Uh, Yelena Baterina, she was a uh, Russian billionaire, the wife of a Russian billionaire, the uh, former Moscow mayor. Okay, and that was a 200 Rose law, Rosemont law firm, Thornton LLC, in uh, 2014. The investment firm was co-founded by the president's son and Devin Archer, former advisor to then-Secretary of State John Kerry. They are thick as thieves, aren't they? Aren't they just thick as thieves? And, of course, they uh, organized the dinner at uh, Milano in Washington, D.C. One attendee, an executive at now infamous Ukrainian energy firm Burisma, where Hunter was a board member, wrote an email the day after thanking Hunter for the opportunity to meet your father. Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C., giving me an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. An honor and pleasure, according to Vadim Pozharsky. This uh, email first emerged in October when the contents of Hunter's laptop were first leaked to the New York Post. However, Biden's campaign had the time blasted the report and said the record uh, indicated no such meeting occurred. The email show Hunter, who was on the board of the World Food Program USA at the time, revealed to one of his guests he was pretending the meeting was about food aid rather than his controversial business dealings. Quote, the reason for the dinner is ostensibly to discuss food security. Uh, Dad will be there, but keep that between us for now. Thick as thieves. As thick as thieves. It is remarkable. And, I, and I've said this to you before, guys. If you look at the grievances that the founding fathers had versus the abject total corruption of Washington, D.C., their grievances appear to pale by comparison, wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say? It appears that way. Washington, D.C. is a swamp. It was built on a swamp, and it is a swamp. And the rich get richer, and the poor get poorer. And they use your tax money like it's their own. It's really like running a $4 trillion company. And whoever's in charge gets to decide where the money goes. It's a $4 trillion company. And Joe Biden wants to make it into a $6 trillion company. Uh, with the new budget, he's gonna he's gonna jack up the federal budget to six trillion dollars. That's 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 the the budget. Okay, so no matter what happens, we've got to increase revenues to get to that point, and that's going to be high taxes, and that's going to be higher taxes. 
Yesterday, Joe Biden went and he ate some ice cream and the sycophantic media was there because they love it when he does, you know, stupid things like this, eating ice cream, driving an electric pickup truck. Uh, here is a little bit of the footage from that. Chocolate, chocolate chip. Oh, yeah. oh, the dear leader is having chocolate, chocolate chip. My goodness, what a great... Look at him, eat it like a voracious lion, eating a gazelle. What is your This is uh, the question was, uh, what, what are you uh, going to say to Republicans who plan to block the January 6th uh, insurrection inquiry? Eat some chocolate, chocolate chip. Eat some chocolate, chocolate chip is what he said, the dear leader. <laughs> he is funnier than any stand-up comedian ever. On the commission? I, I think it's... I can't imagine anyone voting against establishing a commission on the greatest assault since the Civil War. It wasn't the greatest assault since the Civil War. It's a lie. And you should know that because you were there. You were you were there, old guy. Yeah, speaking of old guy, they did a new uh, a Snapchat vaccine PSA. And, you know, you remember when you were a kid and you looked at your parents and you, you thought they were just technically, you know, morons. They didn't know anything. And, 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 you know, and I get some of that from my kids, too. You know, that uh, you don't know how to use this on your phone and this and whatever. And they try to be cool and they're really not cool. So here is the president in this just absolutely insufferable vaccine PSA on Snapchat. Hey, folks, we have to get vaccinated. The new variants are affecting. Now, if that, if that voice just showed up on your phone, would you what would you do? You'd probably get out of the house right away. You know, young people. Getting the vaccine is going to prevent you from spreading it to your friends and to your family. Let's end the COVID crisis once and for all. Now. I'm in the house. Who we got now? 90% of Americans live within five miles of the vaccination center. And that would be the vice president. If you click on the link below, go to vaccines.gov, and you can get all the information about where you can get vaccinated. And also starting May 24th, Uber and Lyft are going to give free rides to vaccination sites. So get vaccinated. Honestly, you know, they're pushing this vaccine so hard to everybody. And the more you push, the more I push back. Who we got now? A fully vaccinated oh. person right now will be protected against the variants that are currently circulating in the country. Wow. So you've got an 80-year-old, a 78-year-old, and a 56-year-old all pushing kids on Snapface or whatever uh, to get a vaccine. What do you think the kids are going to do? <laughs> what do you think you're, the kids are going to do? Here's a Grant Stinchfield talking about uh, Joe Biden eating ice cream and the media's obsession. Folks, I am dying to know what the heck is the media's obsession with Joe Biden and his ice cream. Today, Joe ordered a nice little ice cream cone at a place called, I know this place, by the way, the Honey Hut in Cleveland. It's where my fiance is from. Why do I know about the ice cream and Joe? Because the Internet erupted over Joe's phony regular guy act. Watch this. Chocolate, chocolate chip. Oh, Oh, chocolate is the best, they say. Oh, you hear the weasels in the background. Chocolate's the best, Mr. President, they scream. Oh, my gosh. What in the world, by the way, is chocolate, chocolate chip? You just need it one time. Chocolate chip. And second, who cares? I'm not sure how or why presidential (laughs) ice cream became such a hot topic, but the media double standard on this story is astonishing. Do you remember this coverage from CNN over Trump's infamous scoops of ice cream? No. With the salad course, Trump is served what appears to be Thousand Island dressing instead of the creamy vinaigrette for his guests. And then the gem, 
At the dessert course, he gets two scoops of vanilla ice cream with his chocolate cream pie instead of the single scoop for everyone else. Wow. <laughs> that is a brilliant, brilliant comparison. Grant Stinchfield, absolutely hilarious. Absolutely hilarious and absolutely true. Oh, uh, by the way, here's the president yesterday treading on some thin ice talking about Alzheimer's. We don't do something about Alzheimer's in America. Every single solitary hospital bed that exists in America, as the nurses can tell you, every single one will be occupied in the next 15 years with an Alzheimer's patient. Every one. I don't know where he's getting that. He's saying that everybody's going to have Alzheimer's. What kind of statement is that? Every nursing home bed is going to have an Alzheimer's patient. That makes no sense. That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Honestly, some days I just wonder. By the way, fake news no longer. Facebook has lifted its man on suggesting COVID-19 was man-made after Biden ordered intelligence agencies to probe whether coronavirus leaked from the Wuhan lab. There is a reason for the Biden administration to shut down the investigation that was going on, to shut down the investigation that Donald Trump has started. And I believe it is Donald Trump, or I should say it is Joe Biden's connection with his son to China. Because the same thing happened with, uh, with companies in China that happened between Burisma and Hunter Biden. Right now, I mean, we have, right now, guys, I'm just going to say, we have the most corrupt president in the history of the United States in the, in the office. You say the January 6th insurrection was the worst attack on the Capitol since the Civil War. I'll just go ahead and say this is the most corrupt president, the most corrupt man the White House has ever entertained, has ever had in the Oval Office. There you go. Senate on Wednesday unanimously passed a bill proposed by uh, Senators Josh Hawley and Mike Brown uh, of Indiana requiring President Joe Biden to declassify intelligence related to any potential links between the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic. And you know what we're going to find out, kids? We're going to find out it came from a lab in Wuhan. That's what we're going to find out. And uh, as I said yesterday or day before yesterday, I had Emerald Robinson on and she said it's, it's Hockham's razor. You know, the answer is clearly the most obvious. And it is obvious. Obvious. So Biden now uh, wants the U.S. to investigate the Wuhan lab leak and gives them 90 days to report back after shutting down the Pompeo-led probe into Trump's claims. And Donald Trump was shredded, was shredded by the media. He was xenophobic. He was anti-Asian. Honestly. And my friend Chris Plant likes to say, if it weren't for double standards, liberals would have no standards at all. Absolutely amazing. Oh, by the way, if you're wondering who's going to replace Rush Limbaugh, uh, the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show will begin uh, airing uh, noon to three in 100 markets around the country starting June 21st. That's uh, Premier Network's announcing this. Here's the quote. We're going to replace Rush Limbaugh. We're going to have an evolution of the show with fresh voices, those that grew up with Rush and admired him. So they're obviously going after a younger demo. This according to Julie Talbot. Um, Rush's connection with his audience is one of the primary legacies of his show. Travis, 42, founder of Outkick.com, said, I also think Buck and I have uh, the unique ability to offer a perspective that many people in their 20s and 30s are desperate to hear. So obviously they're going after the, the next generation. They're going after the next generation. They're skipping Generation X, by the way. Generation X has always been skipped. You know, we just kind of, nobody paid attention to us. We really didn't care. We just graduated from college. We went about our lives, and now we have children, and many of us have grandchildren, actually. So now they're going after uh, millennials. That's what, they're, that's what they're trying to do. 
Now, I'm just going to go ahead and say, as someone who wrote for Rush Limbaugh for over 20 years, uh, I wish these guys the best of luck, but they are not Rush Limbaugh. They never will be. They're not even close. These guys are very good. Don't get me wrong. Buck Sexton is amazing. I don't know Clay Travis at all. But I will tell you, Rush Limbaugh was an entertainer and with a powerful opinion. These two guys are people with powerful opinions. There you go. There you go. These are big shoes to fill, guys. These are huge shoes to fill. And, and you never will have another Rush Limbaugh. Uh, Rush came along at the right time at the right place with the right skill set. It was, it was a perfect recipe for success. And nobody is ever going uh, to have that kind of impact as a conservative talk show host that he did. He was incredible. He was a phenom. So those are my, that's my two cents with regard to that. Did you hear that um, Bill Cosby was denied parole, by the way? I guess he wasn't very surprised about it. One of the reasons is he uh, has not stepped up to participate in a treatment program for sex, sex offenders. And he failed to develop a parole release plan. So he's not going to be paroled. No. So he's in jail for three to ten years for the sexual assault. You know, is it amazing? He was America's dad. I know, he, was, he was America's dad. He was amazing. Amazing man. Amazing comedian. I remember when I was a kid, I used to listen to Bill Cosby records. Because, uh, you know, I... Um, I just thought he was he was funny. There's no denying it. But it's it's just insane that he was such a, a complete scumbag. You know? Kind of like Hunter Biden, except for Bill didn't have a laptop, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Patrice Cullors, the uh, leader of uh, Black Lives Matter, is stepping down. She's resigning from Black Lives Matter uh, because she um, bought a bunch of houses. She describes herself as a Marxist. She was criticized heavily after uh, it was discovered that she had purchased a $1.4 million home in a predominantly white neighborhood of Los Angeles. A later report said that she had purchased four high-end homes totaling more than $3.2 million. She said those were right-wing attacks that tried to discredit my character, and I don't operate off of what the right thinks of me. BLM uh, uh, garnered $90 million last year. And nobody can really account where the money's going. And many Black Lives Matter uh, uh, chapters around the country wonder where the money is. You know, it's, it's a shakedown. <laughs> That's it. It's just a shakedown. Here's Patrice Cullors in her big announcement. She's stepping down. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to my channel. I am so excited to be here. And yes, you read it right. Today, I am going to be talking about me transitioning out of Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. I know. I know. Yeah, you should. That's, that's why I know. I couldn't have told you that when I started Black Lives Matter with Alicia and Opal, how it would change and transform not just my life, but millions of black people. Yeah, it made you really rich. Across the globe. 2013, huge and important year. It's the year that George Zimmerman was acquitted of the murder of Trayvon Martin. Yeah, he didn't murder Trayvon Martin, actually. Um, Trayvon Martin attacked him and he defended himself and, and got shot. The young black activists, I wanted to fight back. I wanted to change the culture that looked at black people. It's based on a lie. Black Lives Matter is based on a lie. If it's based on the George Lim uh, Zimmerman shooting of Trayvon Martin, it's based on a lie. If it, if it is uh, precipitated uh, through the death of Mike Brown in, near St. Louis and Ferguson, it's a lie. Mike Brown was high. Mike Brown just strong-armed robbed a convenience store and then uh, tried to steal the officer's gun and then ran at him. Okay? Based on a lie. That is based on a lie. And it's also based on another lie, which is that black men are being mowed down in mass by police officers around the country. And that's just not true. It's just not true. It's based on a lie. There you go. 
Woman was arrested in Tennessee. She drove through a vaccination site uh, yelling, no vaccine. Now, the police were saying that she was driving very quickly. She said she was only going five miles per hour. Some people on the scene said that she almost hit them. She has been, uh, was released on a $21,000 bond after a court hearing. So, um, I, I, I was a little concerned because she, her name is, by the way, uh, uh, Virginia Christine Lewis Brown. And I was concerned that perhaps they were arresting her because she said no vaccine. I don't know. I don't know. We will find out. A new lawsuit alleges that uh, uh, the mayor of Chicago purposely discriminated against Tom Catanacci as part of her policy to grant sit-down interviews to only uh, journalists of color. Conservative watchdog Judicial Watch has sued uh, Lori Lightfoot on behalf of the Daily News Caller, uh, the Daily Caller News Foundation. The group announced Thursday over her policy of granting interviews to only non-white reporters. That is blatant, blatant, blatant racism. Lightfoot was interviewed last week by MSNBC's Stephanie Rule, who is white, making it unclear if she was reserving her race-based policy for only local journalists. Catanacci is defined in the lawsuit as a national reporter who covers the economy, politics, and labor issues. Oh, yeah, and he also uh, represents a conservative organization. And Stephanie Rule is a tool. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice, nice rhyme there. Nice rhyme there. Oh, did you hear that Juan Williams is stepping away from the five? Now, I have said for a while that the reason why Juan Williams is on... Fox News is because they felt sorry for him. And I, and I believe this. He does not um, bring anything to the table. He's not particularly compelling. His opinions are always wrong. Um, and he, they've tried to put him on so, shows solo. The only reason he was let go, and I've heard, and I'll get to the story in just one second, that uh, he was uh, disagreeing, I guess, with Greg Gutfeld. Gutfeld is a, uh, is a rising star. He's, he's a guy who does, uh, he talks politics, but he also, uh, he's funny. And that's kind of interesting how people are kind of digging that. Yeah, yeah. Here he is uh, saying that he is out of here with regard to Fox. It's time now for one more thing, and I have an announcement. This is my last day hosting The Five. COVID taught me a lot of lessons. As the show goes back to the New York studio, I'll be staying in D.C. I'll be working for Fox out of Washington. My work as a Fox News political analyst will continue. You know, it's been going on seven years since I've been a daily host of this show. The show's popularity has grown every single year. Nah. So thank you. Thank you so much to you, the viewers. Thank you. Juan, uh, Juan, Juan, Juan. Okay, wait, wait, Juan. <laughs> Gutfeld's not saying anything. Yeah, well, apparently, according to multiple sources familiar with the matter, one major driver of William's sudden departure from the highly rated opinion show was his run-ins with Greg Gutfeld, who had wanted the five to, to return to studio and felt Williams was the main reason they were filming remotely. So... <clears throat> I mean, I don't mind a diversity of opinion. You know, if you want to put a liberal on there, that's fine, whatever. Uh, uh, you know, I, it's kind of like uh, the opposite is, is true with The View. And Megan McCain's the only conservative on that panel. I don't know if I could do that <laughs> to compete with those, the other, the other people in that, uh, in that uh, cabal, that cabal. Oh, this is interesting. Our border is being overrun. Our sovereignty is being uh, discarded. The president of the United States is allowing an invasion by frequently hostile individuals. Border Patrol agents in the Del Rio sector of Texas have seen a 3,166% increase in arrest of convicted sex offenders compared to the same timeline last fiscal year. As agents across the border continue to nab criminals with convictions for sex crimes, including against children. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Unbelievable. In that sector, 95 convicted sex offenders 
making a 3,166% increase over the same time last year. That staggering figure comes as agents picked up 10 convicted sex offenders in just one week. The arrests were made May 17th to 24th from nationals from Honduras and Mexico, among those arrested. Convictions of those uh, apprehended include forcible sexual assault of a child under 14, sexual conduct with a person under 13, statutory rape, second-degree sexual assault of a child, and lewd and lascivious acts with a child. Why is this happening? Because kids need to get across the border, and they can be taken advantage of to get them across the border. The instances of rape and sexual assault are gigantic with those who are coming here because of policy. Because the Biden administration has said, we have no border. This is one of the many, many incredible negatives. You've also got a, a massive increase in fentanyl coming across the, the border. More and more people dying of fentanyl, fentanyl overdoses. I don't know about you, but I'm getting kind of tired of this. Here's a report from the border, a, a local TV report uh, from Texas. Yeah, those Republican lawmakers touched on a number of things that they say are problems, but they all seem to have one thing in common, and that was calling on President Biden and Vice President Harris to come see the border crisis for themselves. Members of the Border Security Caucus say there's an urgency to find solutions to the migrant surge while being fair to asylum seekers and keeping the border... Meanwhile, Joe Biden could go to Cleveland and have an ice cream cone yesterday. ...safe from smugglers. <laughs> Today, lawmakers said they talked to CBP officials who said not only have they seen an increase in the number of people attempting to cross the border illegally, but they've also seen a jump in sex trafficking and drug smuggling cases. What did I just tell you? They say with the current conditions, Border Patrol agents are overwhelmed and processing centers are hitting capacity. Now they're asking the Biden administration to step in and address the issue head on before it gets worse. They're not going to. They haven't even visited the border. I can personally tell you I have never seen worse policies, never worked under worse policies than I have wow. under this administration. We are on pace to shatter every single record that the Border Patrol has. And it's by policy. That, what did I just say? What did I just say? Holy cow. You know what? I, I hadn't even watched the end of that report. But th think of what I just did. I said, I said a sexual assault, drugs. Okay, and policy. Boom. That's what it's that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Oh, by the way, they're they're labeling the uh, the squad the Hamas caucus. As Israel spent 11 days defending itself from a barrage of rocket attacks from Gaza, a handful, uh, handful of progressive, or I should say, congressional Republicans who all share a hallway with members of the squad. Uh, Mike Waltz of Florida, Lisa McClain of, uh, of Michigan, Nancy Mace of South Carolina, Chris Jacobs of New York, all hung up signs that say stand with Israel. I love this. Hamas caucus has become a popular term used by Israeli, uh, Israel supporting Republicans to describe anti-Israel progressive Democrats who have chipped away at the consensus on Israel that's been around since President Harry Truman recognized Israeli independence in 1948. And we know who they are. Uh, you've got uh, AOC, you've got Ilhan Omar, who is a, is a rabid, rabid anti-Semite. She accused the premier uh, partisan pro-Israel lobbying group, AIPAC, of being all about the Benjamins, baby. Yeah, yeah. As the Hamas rockets rained out on civilians in Israel, Omar said that Israel's targeted strikes against Hamas were acts of terrorism. She is a rabid, rabid, insatiable anti-Semite. That's just how she is. Hey, I want to mention something to you real quick. Will you do me a favor today? Will you do this? I want you to go to Apple Podcasts, okay? Apple Podcasts, where you can listen to this show and subscribe. 
to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson on Apple Podcasts, okay? I can send you guys a link. I can put it up on my social media if you want to check it out. But if you would do that and also give me a review, that would be gigantic. Give me a five-star if you can. You know, if you like the show, tell me, you know, tell them, tell them what I, you know, what you think of the show. Got a couple of reviews up there right now on Apple Podcasts, actually, that I, I posted on social media that were very nice. Um, for instance, Rob Carson is one of my favorite podcasters. He's straightforward, no sugarcoating approach on current news issues is uh, absolutely refreshing. We are living in a time where people tiptoe around, afraid to speak the truth. Rob is honest and genuine, something that we desperately need right now, and he has my utmost respect and admiration. Thank you very much. Appreciate that Radio Free Kipper. As a longtime fan of uh, Rob Carson, it's great to hear his next generation take on the day's events mixed with his unique wit and wisdom on a daily basis. We won't catch the stupid, but we definitely will catch the funny. Those are pretty cool. These are pretty cool. All right. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Um, So, yeah, just go to... uh, Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I will post the link on social media. And if you would share it with other people, say, man, you got to listen to this guy. All right. I would really, really, really appreciate it. This is kind of funny. Um, the, uh, the, uh, the governor of Idaho left town. So the lieutenant governor uh, jumped in. Her name is Lieutenant Governor Janice McEachin. She became the acting governor in, the, in uh, Brad Little's absence, and she took the opportunity to get rid of mask mandates. I love this. This is fantastic. Governor Little left the state to attend the Republican Governors Association Conference in Nashville this week. And so uh, the McEachin said basically today, as acting governor of the state of Ohio, or of Idaho, I should say, I signed an executive order protect, to protect the rights and liberties of individuals and businesses from by prohibiting the state and its political subdivisions, including a public schools, from imposing mandates in our state. I love this. That is absolutely fantastic. I, I didn't realize that when a uh, when a governor leaves uh, the state, that the lieutenant governor automatically becomes the governor. That's kind of interesting. That's kind of it, because if the president flew out of the country, he would still be the president. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of interesting. It's it's actually really, really, really interesting. Let's go on to some other uh, cool stuff in the news. Actually, let's go to Newsmax. Let's 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 go to Newsmax and talk about all of the uh, the things that are happening in the world. Uh, for instance, on American Agenda, Stephen Moore uh, was on to talk about the economy, how the economy is coming around, and it's not because of Joe Biden. You know, the economy is really on a very much an upward path thanks to the. Uh, to the Trump vaccine, which is really now readily available all over the country. We're seeing this Memorial Day weekend businesses all over the country uh, opening up. It's a wonderful thing to see. By the way, uh, you know, the only thing that's prohibiting businesses from opening up is that they can't find enough workers because we're paying people too much money to stay unemployed. But, you know, there's a report out today uh, that the budget for 2000. Uh, 22 that uh, Biden will propose will be six trillion dollars, six trillion dollars in one year. I mean, when I first came to Washington in around 1984, I remember Reagan introduced the first one trillion dollar budget. Now we have a six trillion dollar budget that is going to contribute to the inflation that you're seeing on the screen right now with all of those gas prices and food prices going up. And, uh, you know, so it's not free, folks. It's not free money. You're going to pay for it. every. And we are. I mentioned yesterday that, um, well, a couple of things that have gone out the, through the roof, through the roof as far as price is, uh, is concerned. Used cars, used cars. Oh, and if you thought you could get a real good deal on a new car, uh, no. they can. The dealers right now can play hardball with you because they're, the inventory is not there, okay? Yesterday, I mentioned the $23 fillet at uh, Sam's Club that was $12.99 or $11.99 a week before. Uh, you're seeing grocery prices go up all over the place, particularly with meat. Uh, you are also seeing uh, wood and steel 
lumber and steel going through the ceiling. They say that right now, because of the increase in lumber, if you're building a house, it'll add an extra $35,000 to the cost of the house. Think about that. $35,000 is a lot of money to you and me, okay? Now you have to pay that much more for your house when you have it built. Thanks to inflation, which will ultimately probably become stagflation. Okay. Yesterday, it's kind of funny. Uh, uh, Nikki Haley was on uh, Spicer and Company and asked about China. Here's what she had to say. Can we trust China? Never. N- absolutely okay. not. Okay, and second, uh, is China our friend? Never. They are not our friend. It doesn't take a genius to know that. Thank you. You know, <laughs> well, we're that so being said, the curve. I mean, Sean, yeah. the thing is, like, if you look at our foreign policy anyway, first of all, I mean, here you have... The Chinese delegation humiliates the American delegation in Alaska. Yeah, that You've happened. got Putin challenging Biden to a debate. You've got Kim starting to test ballistic missiles. You've got Biden falling all over himself to do business with Iran, all while boycotting Georgia. And then you wonder why we're being hacked. And now what's amazing to me is what is taking so long to get down to the bottom of this? I think we know the answer to that. I think somebody is in bed with China. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Guys, think about all the other ways the country is uh, going to Hades in a handbasket right now. Just think about what is if you would have dropped yourself on the planet um, from the year 1999 or 2000 or 2005 or 2010, you would have never imagined the country in the state it is in right now. You would have never imagined that on uh, 9-12 of 2001, that 20 years later, the police would be vilified. That crime rates would be going up dramatically around major cities run by Democrats because they want to defund the police. In St. Louis, you saw uh, a bunch of people twerking and dancing on the hood of a police car. The police officers literally had to call for backup. And you're seeing over 100 officers killed in the line of duty in the last year. Unbelievable where we are right now. And it's just a matter of, it's a matter of getting to 2022 without the damage becoming irreversible. That's basically it. Stinchfield uh, yesterday talked about this uh, this nominee for the ATF that I destroyed yesterday and, and Congress destroyed yesterday. He's a radical anti-gun zealot and he wants to get rid of any rifle that has a, uh, a separate magazine, essentially. He, in other words, he wants to get rid of basically all guns other than, than pistols, I guess. But here is Stinchfield talking about that. Popular. Uh, semi-automatic firearm out there in the AR-15 and magazines and old 10, 10 round, more than 10 rounds doesn't go far enough for David Shipman. He literally said all of the tens of millions of firearms and the hundreds of millions of magazines that are in circulation, he wants all those registered under a gun control scheme and thrown into the, into the NFA. Yeah. And the treat for people like right. you, me, others, $200 per item that you would have to register. Register 10 firearms, register 10 magazines, do the math. Four By the way, this is Jason Wimet of NRA. $1,000 yeah. to register your own property? Yeah. Get real. Wow. Get real. At least. Not to give away how many magazines and guns I have, but it would be far more than $4,000 going down in my gun safe right now. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Stenchfield also spoke to, spoke to Mark Morgan. Apparently, one of the things that uh, the illegals are doing now, they're being supplied with camo clothing so they can't be seen as well. Yeah, that, this is the next thing. Not only are, they, are the, uh, the kids being raped and the, and the women being raped and sexually assaulted, uh, now they're wearing camo to sneak in so they can't be seen. Mark, help me break this down. Camouflage? 
what is going on here? Yeah, look, Grant, this is not surprising at all. The, the, the cartel's business and the smuggling organization's business, it's alive and well directly as a result of the Biden administration's open border policies. This administration has helped uh, to uh, increase their, their, their revenue as well as their resources. So the, the cartels and smuggling organizations, they're able to expand operations, open new franchises, if you will, along the southwest border and go to areas like the Binbin sector that generally has just been too challenging for them to do. But now they have the money and resources to do it. And they're using techniques like outfitting every single illegal alien with, with top-of-the-line camouflage uniforms wow. like they do in other sectors wow. to try to get them through illegally. And look, wow. Grant, real quick, here's another here's another dirty little secret that this administration continues to lie to the American people. Uh, as a result of their open border policies, guess what else you get? Dead migrants. Last week, they found a dead migrant that had tried to illegally enter. This year, they've uncovered 20 dead migrants that have tried to illegally enter the United States in the big bin sector alone, one of nine sectors. But you don't hear the administration talking about how... If you look at all the ways that we are being uh, confronted, attacked, the, the country is going to hell, guys. It is. And, and, and I'm just, just you and me here. There is a gigantic fire burning in our, in our bullies to end this. There is a gigantic desire to end this to stop the trajectory of the United States going to pieces and I mentioned that on January 20th the SS Titanic set sail and I don't know if you knew this about the original Titanic but uh, it was um, when they set sail the coal bunkers in the belly of the beast in the belly of the, the ship were actually on fire some of them may have caused the hull to uh, to precipitously um, fall apart when hitting the uh, iceberg. Well, that's what's going on in our in our bellies. That's what's going on right now. The fire is not being put out. The fire is only raging even further. I mean, they're trying, listen, they're throwing everything at us, right? Look at all the things they're throwing at us, all these executive orders. Why do you think that uh, the executive orders are being signed by Joe Biden? Because the American people don't want he's, what he's selling. They do not like what he is selling. And they are, they are rebelling again. They finally got rid of the troops in D.C. Did you see that? You know why they did that? Because they're scared of us. They're scared of us. You know what I'd like to see? You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see 10 million people go to Washington, D.C. peacefully. And do a Berlin Wall moment peacefully. But, of course, the media would completely destroy it, attempt to paint everyone as extremists. Think about what they're doing to the military. They literally are going to be going through all military members' uh, social media looking for what they call white supremacists or extremists. You know what those are? That's, that's buzzwords for Trump supporters. And we're none of those things. But that's what they want to do. They want to purge the military. And they want to have the military be run by one party, their party. And the reason they want that is because they want absolute control. So if we can't pass gun legislation, they'll just go ahead and take them. None of what I'm saying is, uh, is off, uh, off kilter, by the way. This is their plan. Right now, name one good thing the Democrat Party is doing. They're not doing anything good. Joe Biden just raised the, uh, the budget to $6 trillion. The currency is going to be devalued. Inflation is going to go through the ceiling. Our border is being breached. China and Russia are rubbing their hands going, man, we finally got them where we want them. Absolutely unbelievable. 
Stinchfield also talked to uh, Michigan governor. Uh, well, she's running for governor against uh, Gretchen Whitmer, who is one of the worst governors in the history of uh, governing. You'll notice that big cities are run by Democrats. Those are the cities that are going uh, south. Those are the cities that uh, crime is massively going through the ceiling. And also, uh, states run by Democrats are still having COVID restrictions, keeping schools closed, keeping business closed, keeping mask mandates. Gretchen Whitmer has been one of the leaders of that. And all of these states are Democrat. Has anything come a good come out of New York and uh, Andrew Cuomo? Has anything good come out of Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan? Has anything good come out of Gavin Newsom in California? No. Who are people looking at? They're looking at Ron DeSantis in Florida. They're looking at other Republican, Christy Nome in South Dakota. Here she is talking about uh, running for governor, why she's running for governor. Tudor Dixon is here. Tudor, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. So this Tudor Dixon, cool name. Must be one reason why you're running. Any others? There's plenty of others, but yes, this is one reason. I have that same experience. My grandmother was in a nursing home, and she was at her end of days. They called us, and they said, you can come to the window, and you can hold your daughters up to the window, and you can say goodbye through the window. They first called us and said, well, we have a new rule if you get a COVID. Think about that real quick. Her grandmother is dying. She is on her last days on earth. Doesn't matter if anybody has COVID and they go see her. I think you know what I'm saying. I was fortunately able to see my mom and hold her hand before she passed away a week before Mother's Day or a week after Mother's Day. Honestly, think about this. It is absolutely, it's utterly, utterly, utterly the, the ultimate, the ultimate expression of control by the government is not allowing you to see your loved ones. Are you kidding me? Think about that. Think about what they took from her. Unbelievable. Testants, it's negative, then you can come in. I mean, this is when we're wow. already eight months wow. into the pandemic. So we all went and got COVID tests. And they said, no, you, you can't come in. We changed the rules. Now you can just look at her through the window. I mean, this and then this governor goes to Florida and she lies about it. After she, wow. she tells everybody, if you go to Florida, you're going to bring the virus back to Michigan. And she goes to Florida. And when people ask, why'd you do this? She says, Listen, oh, I have a sick father. I had to go see him. Think- just the ultimate slap in the face. The ultimate slap in the face. And you know what? She doesn't have a soul. The only way you could do this, you could prevent someone to see from seeing their dying grandmother while you fly to Florida. First, you shouldn't because she's preventing you from doing it. And second, to visit her sick father. Oh, by the way, there's rumors about that. It really wasn't a, a trip to visit a sick father. It was a trip to Florida to party your butt off. Here's a little bit more of uh, Tudor Dixon about business closings and what the awful Gretchen Whitmer has done to Michigan. Tudor, we're showing on next to you on the screen there of a picture of her then maskless breaking her own rooms in Governor Gavin Newsom fashion from California. Uh, once again, uh, what's good for everybody else, not good for the elected leaders there. Well, and the thing about the nursing homes is now it's coming out when when they're asked, they say, we didn't have the time. And that's truly the answer. We didn't have the time to keep accounting of the nursing home deaths. But let me tell you what they did have the time for. They had the time to keep accounting of all of their citations that they made and then actually drive to business owners' homes pick them up, have the state police go out and pick them up, handcuff them, put chains around Brown shirts. 
Brown shirts. On their waist and then throw them in prison. Unbelievable. Throw them in jail oh. for breaking her order, for that- a misdemeanor breaking her order. Again, the fire is only being stoked. The anger is only building. Rob Schmidt talked to uh, Steve Forbes, a businessman, former presidential candidate, about the new Biden $6 trillion budget. $6 trillion fiscal year 2022 budget proposal by the White House. What are your thoughts? Well, you had the Paleolithic up there, and what this reflects is Paleolithic thinking uh, in terms of economics. We've seen time and again to have resources from government. Government has to have take resources. Government does not create resources. So what do they do? They have to either print the money, we know where that leads, or raise taxes, and that gives us a stagnant economy. So you don't go have to go back to Paleolithic time. Now listen to this. Pay very close attention to this. Remember my expression, welcome back, Carter? I'm just go back to the 1970s mm. when Thank we had you. big taxes and we had high inflation. They call it stagflation. So we had a stagnant economy, rising prices, 21.5% interest rates. Wow. And that's what led to the rise of Ronald Reagan, who reversed things rather quickly. But nobody remembers that today because the Democrats and the mainstream media don't want you to remember. Do you remember 21% interest rates? I was just a little boy when that happened. 21% interest rate on your house. Not your credit card, not your MasterCard, not your Visa. No, 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 no. 21% on your house. Can you imagine? One-fifth of your home's value per year is the interest you'd be paying. Here's a little more from Steve Forbes. My first three months in office, the economy has added back 500,000 jobs. Why have they done that? Because businesses are opening. He did nothing. If you open businesses, the economy's going to come back. Joe Biden didn't. All he did is he took the burdensome, uh, or I should say governors and mayors, took the burdensome uh, closings uh, and they and they opened businesses. Kind of makes sense, right? Nothing that Joe Biden has done policy-wise would make the economy better. A month. <laughs> I mean, he's coming wow. out of a horrible recession, depression, whatever you would call what COVID was, and he's bragging about his his job gains as if it's, you know, I mean, people have to be able to see through this, right? Uh, You would think so. Uh, He takes credit for the vaccine program, Operation Warp Speed. Uh, His predecessor did that, the unmentionable Donald Trump. Uh, You can only mention him when you're putting uh, down what happened during his uh, time in office, ignore his successful policies. Mm -hmm. And uh, the 500,000 would have been higher if there wasn't uncertainty about what this guy was going to do. So I've always suggested to have give this administration six months off, expenses paid at the biggest <laughs> spa they can find, and come back in six months, let the, let the schools open, end the lockdowns, and by golly, they'd look like geniuses. They could be like... <laughs> Thank you very much. What did I just say? Roosters in the morning. We cock-a-doodle-doo and the sun rises. Uh, the American people will do it, but yeah. they won't let them do it. And, you know... It's not just the spending that's troublesome. You've touched on it. They want power. They want power more than prosperity. That's what keeps governors coming up with policies like not being able to visit your dying grandmother at the nursing home. It's all about power. Unbelievable. Now we know that Joe Biden did meet with Hunter Biden's business associates, particularly the the, uh, Burisma people. We know it. It is a fact. It is a fact that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden used Joe Biden's office to enrich themselves. We know it. It is a fact. Here is Rob Schmidt uh, with a brief monologue before he interviews uh, Sebastian Gorka about uh, the Bidens in Ukraine. Lie, period. 
That was Biden back in 2019 claiming total ignorance of his son's activities, his dealings with foreign businesses wow. and government officials. Now a new bombshell report from the New York Post reveals Joe Biden met with Hunter's shady foreign business partners while he was vice president, Unreal. according to records on Hunter's abandoned The vice president was for sale. Laptop. Are you really surprised? Wow. I am not. They held a private dinner with Hunter's Ukrainian, Russian, and Kazakhstani business associates at Cafe Milano, a fancy D.C. restaurant back in 2015. The next day... Where most of us could not afford to eat, by the way. Hunter got an email from an executive of the Ukrainian energy company Burisma that was paying him all that money because he's so smart about... Ukrainian energy. And who doesn't want a crack-addicted prostitute monger? Uh, you know, who wouldn't? I mean, that, that's, I'm sure it probably on, on, their, uh, on their Indeed job listing site. It's right there. We, you have to be addicted to crack, and you have to, uh, the, you have to impregnate strippers and, and, uh, and hire lots of prostitutes. Uh, the email thanked him for introducing him to his dad. I bet. At the time, Burisma was reportedly paying Hunter more than $83,000 a month to sit on its board and probably... Do some really weird stuff when he got home from work. Yeah, yeah, we all know about that. Here's uh, Rob Schmidt talking to Sebastian Gorka with his thoughts. All the evidence we have of the whoring, the prostitutes, the drug taking, the corruption, the involvement with the Chinese intelligence where he's bragging, bragging on a voicemail that he's in bed. He is working with <laughs> business partners, oh, with the chief Chinese communist spy. Those are on laptops that Hunter Biden's lawyers demanded to get back from the repair shop. Rob, you don't ask to get somebody else's laptops back. Those are Hunter Bidens. This is a gigantic, gigantic story. This is possibly one of the biggest political scandals in the history of the country. But this story, this story is monumental. We have four years wow. of lies, of calumny, of Russia collusion hoaxing, no evidence, $40 million wasted by Robert Mueller. Here we have the proof. We have photographs. We have photographs <laughs> of Biden with his son, with the Kazakh Ukrainian businessman Unreal. when he was vice president. This is collusion. This is extortion. When he was vice president, and we have we have the videotape when he said, "Oh, son of a gun!" I told them the Ukrainians they're not going to get that billion dollars of U.S. aid unless they fire the prosecutor that was investigating Barisma. That is pay for play, kids. The company giving his son eighty-three thousand dollars a month, and what happened? They fired the prosecutor. Marjorie Taylor Greene is right. We have everything we need to impeach Joe Biden right now, and we're not even into the fifth month. Listen to this. Is right. We have everything we need to impeach Joe Biden right now, and we're not even into the fifth month of his presidency. He is the worst president of the United States in history. He is the most corrupt man who has ever been in the office of the White House. There's no doubt about it. There's never been more uh, naked evidence, and let's kind of, you know, keep Hunter Biden out of this. But it has never been so nakedly obvious. The man has used his position in public office to enrich himself and his family. That's it. That's it. That's going to do it for the show today, guys. I greatly appreciate you joining me here. If you get a chance to uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson, and leave a review. Will you leave a review? I would really, really appreciate it because the show is growing by leaps and bounds, and it is uh, my honor to be able to do it for you guys. A lot of people are reacting, despite the fact that I'm in my early 50s, I am a fresh voice in talk radio. 
And, uh, and I hope you not only get uh, informed, but you also are entertained and maybe even motivated. Have a glorious weekend with your family for Memorial Day weekend. And remember, there are many who will not be at your gatherings. Many sons and daughters who died overseas fighting evil for the United States. They won't be able to enjoy the hot dogs and the hamburgers and the chips and the fireworks. That's what Memorial Day is all about. It's not just another three-day weekend. God bless you guys. Have a glorious day, and I will see you again on Monday. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.